Jeff Babineau's veteran golf journalist. He's covered a lot from major championships to, well, PGA Merchandise Show, and he was writing this week for uh, the PGA of America, covering all their notes sections, and so he's got a little bit of... He knows a little bit of everything is the way I'm going to kind of couch that on what happened this week at the PGA show. Jeff, how are you, man? I'm doing good. Good. Glad to hear from you. Appreciate you taking a few minutes. So as we were just before we came on the air, you were mentioning that it the show was good. Felt like it was kind of back after the, the lull from COVID. Yeah, I mean, I think there was a lot of good energy at the show. Yeah, I've been going to that show trying to figure it out 30 plus years, I think, and uh, and so, you know, there's a lot of sameness to it sometimes, but I didn't feel that this year. I feel like there's just a good energy to it. You know, it's kind of fresh and people are, they aren't looking over their shoulder anymore with COVID, it seems, you know, like the talking to travel people, travel is back and equipment sales are up and rounds are up and simulators are filling the need for a lot of people up north in the tough climates. You guys might have a little snow on the ground. I'm sure you guys are working on the simulators. Uh, so it's just, you know, it's it's dizzying almost. It's crazy all that's going on in golf. So um, how about those that had attended the show as far as the manufacturers and that kind of thing? Were they, were they all there? Was it the same complement as far as the manufacturers were concerned? They weren't, I don't think they were all there. Um, it, so it wasn't like the, the old days when you had, you know, TaylorMade building out a, an entire kind of city to itself, things like that. I mean, Titleist was there in a big presence. Um, I think some companies are just trying to find out ways to spend their dollars. I mean, it's, it's an expensive proposition to go to the show. But, you know, where else are you going to get in front of 30000 uh, industry professionals as they do at the, at the show here. So, um, but, but the ones, you know, everyone was there in some matter, some form, uh, and you know, new products, always, always people trumping new products. But, but to me, the advances in tech and the simulators and, and all that stuff, the lasers, I mean, it's just, it's amazing where we're going with tech and, and, you know, the words AI are used a lot around the show these days. So, uh, you know, an, an old card like me gets a little lost on something like that. <laughs> but, I mean, just the, the advances are just amazing what's happening in golf. Jeff Babineau joining us, been covering the PGA show this week. I got to tell you, I uh, not being there, and we've been there, We gosh, we, Bob probably went, Bob and I went probably, what, 10 or 11 straight years. But, yeah. um it's it's always fun to see the the main guys that are there, but then also the fringes and some of the new technology. But from the pictures that I saw, that Callaway Chrome Tour Sphere, which would look like a little mini version of the the new Vegas Sphere, that that was kind of a yeah. cool. I, I, did you get a chance to go yeah. look at that? Not not I didn't get down there as much as I probably should have done the equipment, and I was kind of doing a lot of tech stuff and and you know, fill my time there doing stuff on their, the industry stage. Um, but yeah, no, it's amazing. It's, um, you know, the PTA show, you know, John Linder, the PTA president told a great story. He played college golf with a guy and, and the guy showed up one year there at the same hotel years ago at the show. This guy had two little fold out tables. He put out two pair of pants, two shirts, a couple pair of shorts, 
just to show to some people walking by, and it was John Ashworth. And from that little humble beginning, the whole Ashworth brand was born. And it kind of came full circle this year because Ashworth is back at the show, you know, under a new ownership group. I think John Ashworth, I believe now, is with Link Soul. But um, this, it's dreamers, right? It's all these little guys and gizmos and, and who knows. I mean, I was there the year that the Big Bertha was introduced. <laughs> and back then, you didn't see this stuff all fall and know it was coming. It was just a complete surprise when this thing showed up. And that was a huge hit for Callaway. So, you know, it, it's the dreamers and it's the big guys and it's the whole mix. But it's the one place where the industry gets under one roof, lots of meetings, lots of talk. And uh, I just think it's a, it seemed like a good time for golf. So I heard a report that this is the first time that there has been over 30,000 PGA professionals. And I thought that was an amazing stat. Um, pretty crazy yeah. that, that the PGA of America has that many PGA professionals in the game right now that is flourishing. Yeah, that was, um, that was a big talk at the show. I mean, that was a big point for the PGA of America that they have eclipsed that 30,000 number. Um, you know, in the past years, we always talk about the PGA representing 28,000 uh, golf professionals around the country and and um, 29,000, but we didn't get to that 30,000 number. So that was a big talking point. And, you know, that's true. I mean, you have PGA professionals now that are at your top golfs and, you know, drive shacks. And, you know, there for a time, there was a lot of those guys at, at Dick's and places like this. So I think there's a lot of new entry points to get a club in people's hands. And now the, uh, you know, the PGA of America needs to figure out how you get those people from a top golf out onto a green grass course. Um, Tom Watson was there. He had a great little program called Watson links where he finds mentors like you and me. They'll go out and take a young kid who's not a total beginner as some basics and play nine holes of golf and kind of be a mentor. And, and it goes as no charge to the junior or to the mentor. And I just thought that that seemed like a great program, great way to, you know, a lot of, you, you can get a golf club in a lot of beginners hands, but getting them onto a golf course now with how busy the courses are and the, the barrier of cost, it's a big challenge. So I kind of really, that was one program I heard and really liked. I love that. Jeff Babineau joining us here on real golf radio. So we have talked a lot over the last couple of years about professional golf and the way that uh, professional golf is going with the live tour and money and unprecedented purses and guaranteed contracts and all these kind of things. So when you take all of that or step aside from all of that and talk about the PGA of America running the business side of golf, you know, what, how would you kind of couch what you heard the comments, the interviews, the meetings that you, that you were around how would you assess the the business end of golf? Has it has it also kind of I don't know if paralleled what we've seen on tour or where is the status of the the professional no, game? I, fortunately, it hasn't paralleled what we've seen on tour because I you know I think at the highest level right now we look across golf and we see some chaos. Yeah, um, but I think the business itself is in a very good spot. I mean, I. I spent time yesterday talking to a lot of folks from uh, Tourism Ireland. 
they're not even talking about 2024. They're talking about 2025 because in 2026, they're booked out. I mean, these people are traveling, people are spending, people aren't, aren't afraid to, to stay in their, you know, cocooned at home anymore. They want these experiences and these great experiences. And, you know, it sounds like prices across the board are up to travel and play golf. I mean, that's still a, a big barrier in our game, but people, a lot of people are paying it. A lot of people are getting out there. I mean, you, it was hard to find a tea time in Orlando this week with all these pros in time. I mean, people are playing a lot of golf. So, you know, it sounds like the rounds and the game and, and so many things are very healthy and the game at the top has a lot of chaos going on. So I, I think, you know, it, it helps all of us. It certainly will help the game the quicker we can kind of come to rest and, and have something that we know is concrete at the top. So, Jeff, just kind of looking out at your, you know, crystal ball or taking in from what you've seen this week, what's the new horizon? What is the what, – what, you mentioned AI, you mentioned tech, you mentioned lasers yeah. and, and, and simulators. What, is that kind of the new horizon? Is that where things are going uh, that we're going to start seeing the most advancements in? I think it is really. I mean, just the tech. I mean, the tech that's coming to golf. Uh, you know, the AI. There's there's a Korean company there. I think Golf VX. I spoke to them. It was first time in the states. But they're they're an established company in Korea. Um, they do simulators. They had a moving plate you stand on, where if you and I put Pebble Beach into the simulator, we're hitting shots at Pebble Beach, but we're also there's nine motors in this foot plate we're standing on and we're getting the same lies we would get on Pebble wow. Beach. I mean, that's, that's how they're drilling down to things. There's, um, there was a mapping company now where they used to map, you know, in 10 meter grids. They're now in one meter grid and you get, so you get these realistic simulators and, you know, I mean, looking again at Korea, they play mini tour events or, or really professional tour events with purses in simulators with, um, you know, fans in the stands watching this. So it's, you look at that and you look at the, the TGL league that was supposed to start up that's coming. So you're seeing kind of, I think golf, the outdoor game, we all know mesh with this new indoor game. And I think it brings a lot of new people in, right? It brings in a lot of gamers, things like that. So it's, um, you know, it's a time where a lot of people are, are touching golf uh, and not, not really in the traditional way that you and I would think so much, but they are getting involved in golf. And can you, you know, transfer those people over to a, go- a green grass golf course? Mm. You know, Jeff, uh, you know, Brian mentioned that we've been there. We were there like 12 years in a row. We've been there quite a few times. You, you've been there, um, 30 continuous or more um, times to the merchandise show. I can remember walking through there where it was shoulder to shoulder and you had to turn sideways to get down the aisles and stuff like that. Um, right. Was it well attended this year? Yes. So that was the kind of, the kind of a feel that half the reason you have to walk around people because they're staring down at their telephone. So uh, we got to get rid of that. But um, yeah, it was, it had that kind of feel, I, I, you know, again, the president, John Leonard, who's, who's from Lansing uh, country club in Michigan was talking about a lot of times you'd go to a show and, half of the show would be kind of packed, maybe the equipment side or something like that. And then the other half of the show would be very quiet, right? Quiet booths. You didn't have that. There was traffic wall to wall in there from, 
You know, you went down, there was a pickleball section, a racket sports this year. And, and Rick Barry, the, you know, the 80-year-old former NBA great, Sherry Steinauer won eight times on the LPGA. They're out there playing pickleball. And you're like, why, why is this at the PGA show? <laughs> well, a lot, of, a lot of people at their facilities are turning their tennis courts into pickleball courts and, you know, utilizing, giving their members something else to do. And it's very popular, growing fast. So that's the next wave. Uh, so it's just amazing all the, just the many areas of golf you don't even think of that you kind of see when you're walking the aisles. And, um, and it's interesting to me. And then they have the forums and people talk the business of golf. And, you know, if you're kind of sheltered, if you're up in the Northeast this time of year and it's cold and your, your club's kind of quiet, it's, I think it's kind of just great to go out, spark some ideas, spark some enthusiasm and kind of get ready for the season. Hey, Jeff, before we let you go, and uh, thanks for the uh, inside information on the PGA show. Sounds like it was a real uh, real successful event this year, which is great to hear. It's great for the game, certainly, when that happens. Uh, your thoughts real quick before we let you go on uh, the, what took place last week with Nick Dunlap as an amateur winning on the PGA Tour wow. and finally making the decision to turn professional after taking some time to visit with his coach and his yeah. family. I mean, you got to applaud him, but he, to me, it was a no-brainer decision given yeah, what was uh, in front of him, huh? I think he said it was the, was it the hardest, the easiest decision he made yeah. or the easiest, hard decision, one or the other. Right. Hardest, there, easiest. There wasn't much of a decision. I mean, there's just too much. Too many positive things on his plate. You know, I, I heard Colt Nose put it really good. He said, you know, don't you go to college to get a great job? Well, <laughs> that's what this kid did. In, in a you know, weekend at the American Express, he, he got a great job. So he's into these huge events. Um, it's so hard to get out there. And, you know, they're making it a little bit easier now for some of these college kids with PGA Tour University, stuff like that. But it's hard to get out there and get a card. Some guys don't. You know, these can't miss kids sometimes miss. And uh, the fact he has all this status, he's got three years of runway ahead of him. He's in the majors. Uh, he's got, you know, he can do deals off the course. He's going to make a lot of money on the course and he's elevated event. I didn't see any decision there. So, you know, it's probably tough to have to leave your team and your school that abruptly. But, you know, it's a pretty good problem to have when you're, winning on the PGA Tour at his age, and, and his future looks very bright. Yeah, no doubt about it. Jeff, thanks so much, man. Uh, good stuff happening in Bradenton there, uh, not far from you as well, with uh, Nelly and Excellent. Lydia Co. battling it out. Should be a good weekend for the ladies as well. But thanks so much for your time, and uh, we'll chat with you real soon. You got it. Thank you, guys. You got it. Thanks, Jeff, Jeff. Babino joining us here, a little PGA Merchandise Show Insight.